So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great returning guest. He's a four-timer, and here's the thing. Check this out, and I'd love to go back and listen to this. James Festini was episode 59. I'm looking at the thing there. We've got a cheesy album cover and everything with you with Colonel Sanders, and then, of course, came back on 263. Then you came back on 434. Hey, man, we're almost at 800 now, so it's been a while And James and I were talking on Facebook the other day, and he said, Pat, you know, I am an agent who has made a decision never to buy leads. And uh, so much of agents' businesses now are based on buying leads. And I said, dude, this is fascinating. I need you to jump back on the show when you can. And so he's taking time out of his super busy day-to-day to to jump on. And we're going to talk about how he crushes it as a single agent and um, what his beliefs are and how he's so consistent and also, you know, uh, how he's able to uh, jump into new markets and crush it no matter where him and his family live. So we got a lot of cool things to catch up on. Uh, James, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for having me back. There's been a lot in between, so I I had to reach out and say, let's get caught up. (laughs) Way too much in between. Why don't you fill everybody in on you real quick so they can get to know you a little bit better? Okay. Uh, In a nutshell, I began my real estate career in 1993. And from 1993 to 2003, it was primarily telephone prospecting, just picking up the phone, cold calling, telemarketing, old school, asking a simple script, setting an appointment and going to that appointment. In 2003, I bought a house and became a man. And so I started working a database, becoming a brand, having a past client sphere of influence, something I'd never really done before, but became the most recognized brand in a particular city. So from 2003 to 2006 or seven, I had my biggest years, as everybody did probably. 2007, the market takes a dump. And, uh, you know, the road to recovery from 07 became a big REO agent and did hundreds of short sales. It was miserable. You never want to be an REO king, by the way. It's horrible. You go into 2013, 14, 15, finally the market's recovered. And in 2016, I left a territory that could have easily fed me 40, 50 sides a year, $300,000 a year. And picked up and parachuted, as the the phrase people use, picked up and relocated to a completely different area, tripled my price point. I was in an area where the market was 300000 Now I'm in a million-dollar price point. And started basically started brand new in an area where I knew nobody, had no past clients, no sphere of influence in 2016. And this time, I began documenting it and bringing it to YouTube and Facebook. And pretty much you can go back in the history and see me in moving trucks and boxes saying, watch me do this one more time and prove. <laughs> so, so, wait, wait, so like what markets did you go from to? Uh, it was Lake Elsinore, the Inland Empire, one of the hardest hits area, hit areas. in. The- what, where, where is that? Like, give me state. 
California, Southern California. Southern California, okay. Temecula is probably the closest, most recognized area, Corona, Temecula. Yeah, Lake Elsinore, it's a small town, maybe. And then then you tripled the the average price by going to where? Where'd you move to? Yorba Linda, California, North Orange County, about 10 or 15 minute drive from Disneyland. Oh, okay, cool. And then, and and so, how far physically did you move? Like, like if I had to drive from one town to the next, uh, it's about a forty-five minute drive. Okay. Yeah, a completely different country around a, a whole mountain. I mean, just a, yeah, very different, very very different. Do you go back to your old stomping grounds? Sure, quite a bit. I, I still probably pull off maybe. Five. It, I, I expected it, me to slowly fade away. I expected agents to start putting out marketing marketing campaigns saying James Festini's gone, because everybody knew me in that city. That that would be their that would be their new thing. It's like, hey, he's no longer here. But it was in the first year. I probably got about fifteen or twenty just come list me's because of I'm. They see my name everywhere. Now I'm about to complete my third year in this new territory, and I still get people who call me up. Well, last week I got a call that said, I see your signs everywhere, which I haven't lived physically in that town. For- <laughs> <laughs> but they still... I'm not going to volunteer that either. Yeah, no, no. And I, I'm still there, and I'm still a good agent. And uh, I, I would say I get maybe... F- when I left there, it was probably about 20 sides. The second year was about 10 sides. You know, if I get five out of that, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, but the inventory is also slowed down. So I anticipate in January uh, 2019 and 2019 in particular for the inventory to go up. So I have a feeling that it's going to be quite a bit of business over there too, just from you know, five, six, 700 transactions in that part of the planet that people know me still as a, as a functional member. Huh, fascinating. Okay, cool. Well, it's good to know. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not calling them and you're not prospecting them and you're not in their face, you know, actively working the market, it is going to dissipate and it's going to dissipate quick at a tune of 50% a year, which happened to you. But lucky for you, you gained, you know, that or more in your new market. So let's talk about your last 12 months, uh, James, and, and bear in mind, it's just you, right? No team, just single agent. Uh, I have my wife who works with me, but you know, she's not around. I'll tell you, it's not that much work. She doesn't work that hard. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. So what single agent, just you all, James, what, how many houses did you sell? Uh, I'm going to still maintain a 20 sides a year. So, 20, okay. And uh, what's your average sale price? Well, now it's creeping at about 800. And that's pretty sweet, right? I mean, you're, you're, you know, those are big fat checks, right? I mean, it's just a whole nother ball game. And so what would you say, first of all, what's your uh, GCI or your ECI, as we like to say, your ego commission income? Pat, you know, this is, I'm not embarrassed to say, I have no clue what, I, I know, here's the number I go to. When I walk into the tax man and I hand him that little piece of paper and it says, here's what I made. And he starts trying to figure out how to not help, not make me pay so much. That number has always been about two hundred fifty thousand. So, so your net, basically, what you're saying, right? Right. Uh, so two hundred fifty thousand. I mean, it's it really. I've I've never dropped. So you net. You're netting a quarter million dollars, right? Uh, yeah. By yourself, right? And no, right. With no stress, no overhead, no team. And then you, let's say this, certainly. Right, because you're online a lot. You're 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 friends with a lot of the big agents that have big teams, right? Certainly, the pressure has been there for James to build a team, 
to buy leads from Zillow and Realtor and to do what most agents are doing. Why have you resisted that? And uh, talk to me about that a little bit. I think the reason why I've resisted is that I, I don't think I, I, I've never run into someone that I would be able to hand off the baton to. I mean, I, I have such a high standard for work. I mean, real work, telephone prospecting, door knocking, that the, the problem with most entrepreneurs is that they want to bring someone on that will work as hard as they will, but they don't want to pay them 50% of the profits to work equally as hard to build their baby. So I just, I, the part, it's a two-part thing. I've never met anyone that I feel I could say, join me. It's kind of weird. In 26 years, I've the only people who I would want on my team, per se, are the people who probably already have a team. So it would be very hard for me to bring in newbies and try to explain to them just how, how difficult I'm going to make it for them. Because again, everything I do is lead generation. You know, The majority of my stuff is actually the work that no one wants to do. So to find someone to, who is willing to telemarket and door knock is, is a needle in a haystack. And then to find someone who's going to be good at it and not want to go off on their own. So really, the only reason I've never expanded into a team is, into a team is because I can't find anyone strong enough to, to uh, build into being on my team that couldn't do it on their own as a successful agent. If they're willing to do what I do, then they're already successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and, and so let's go to the second part of the question then, and that, that answers that, and that's fine. Everyone has their opinions, right? Uh, the second part of the question is, is why have you refused to buy leads? Well, first of all, I, and now that I'm on this platform, we've got to get across one very important topic. We need to stop calling them leads. They are not leads. I have a hierarchy of I got to put it out one day of what a lead is. These are not leads. If somebody walks into an open house, is that a lead? No, it is not a lead. No, it's a suspect. It's a prospect, but until you qualify them, they are not a lead. So when, and we could have called them leads starting. Okay, so, wait a minute. so let me, let me slow it down. I, I'm getting, I'm following you. Get me fired up on this one, man. What, what? No, this is good. So, but what, uh, talk to me about the qualification. In your mind, what is a lead? Okay. A lead is somebody who can say no. A lead is someone who can say no, but they don't. Explain. They say maybe that they're interested. So an individual who can say yes or no is a decision maker. So I'm, trying to, I'm chipping this into like the most simplest of, of ways to define it. A contact, for example, when we're out there making telephone contacts, a contact is somebody who can say yes, but maybe they don't. Somebody who can say yes, but maybe they don't, meaning that they say no, they say maybe. That means you can't talk to a renter because they can't say yes. You can't talk to a, you know, the, the kids because they can't say yes. So a contact, meaning you're out there on the phones and someone picks up the phone and says, hi, and you, you, know, you use your script and they say, no, I'm not interested. That's a contact. Yes. Now, lead is slight play on words. And once it soaks in, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that perfectly defines it. A lead is somebody who can say no, meaning that they're authorized to give a decision. They can say no or yes, but the fact that they don't say no, whether the no is maybe or yes. 
So a lead is an individual who can say no, but they don't. All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? How to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven-day all-access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word TRIAL to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999. An individual who can say no, but they don't. And they would be saying, let's use the open house as an example. They would be saying no. Well, great. I, no, do, you, do you have an agent? Well, see, an open house is a slightly different thing. We're talking about like cold calling and generating. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, so these hey. suspects. You're yeah. saying that Zillow, Realtor, whatever, they're selling suspects. They're not selling suspects. A lead is someone who has the ability to... Uh, say, you know, yes to a house immediately, I think, right? Or, right. Just an authority figure who can go to a contract versus some authority figure who can go to a contract. So let's talk about that. An authority figure who could go to a contract. That, in your mind, is a lead. Everybody else is a suspect. And you refuse to mingle, let's say, with suspects, right? Because they're just not efficient use of of your time and because there's too many of them is is what you're saying well in 2006 2004 2006 zillow came out and at that time i was spending five thousand dollars a month on realtor.com zillow and this is 2006 2007 2004 you could spend money into the internet and somebody would raise their hand and say, I'm interested. And the process for them to raise their hand required an individual to type in a name, a number, an email address, whether it was in a pop-in sheet or they logged into Zillow. But what a lot of people aren't recognizing is over the last couple of years, there's been this variation of logging in that isn't the same as it used to be. And it is when you go into and download an app like Zillow, truly a realtor.com or any internet lead, you're given a choice back in the beginning of, of say, we'll say Zillow because they're the big ones. In the beginning, you would go in and you would sign up. Like you would put your name, number and email address, knowing that you're going to give this information up. But in 2000, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, it became this button just below sign up. There was something else, sign up or... And there was a button below it that said, log in using Facebook, log in using Google. And that is a huge difference. So between- that, that was like a streamline yeah. like PayPal is that made it so much easier to buy. 
right? Or so much easier to sign up. Yeah, it makes sense. I wonder if after PayPal came out, if sales have gone up just because it's easier. You know what I mean? Well, the ease of logging in and releasing your information to the platform has dramatically changed along with the ability for these companies, these internet inquiry generator companies to say, log in using Facebook. When you click that button, suddenly they capture a name, a number, an email address, and they maybe even a home address. So when, when these big companies would give them back to you, there was a shift in 2005 to 2013, I would call it a lead. You could go into Facebook and run an ad and said, how much is my home worth? And people would click on it and they would fill out a form. Now, since 2013 to 18, now we have people who say how much is, well, those don't even really work anymore because people are onto it. We've already broken that, that machine. Yeah, there, it still works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying it's farther and fewer in between. So yeah, the barrier to entry is, is slimmer and slimmer and easier to bypass. And it's not a big deal now, I guess, you know, to unfortunately to get spam or to get put on an email list, right? I mean, given up information that they didn't really realize they were. It's not private anymore, right? It used to be like, oh, I'm not giving you an email address. Now no, by that's unconscionable. Well, now it's like, yeah, you. I mean, everything's on. You give every anybody your email address. Not like your security number or anything. Now it's a problem because the marketers got so good at capturing this information, saying, "You want our information? Just click right here. Super simple." And they get that. What do you think happened when? I don't know the exact numbers, but and I saw a scatter chart about a year and a half ago at, a, at an event where it showed the amount of homes sold and the amount of internet inquiries generated. Let's say it was 10 million homes were sold in the United States and 20 million inquiries were generated in 2014. These are really off the wall numbers. I don't rem I should have like screenshotted it, but this is the reality of it. Let's say 10 million homes sold, 20 million internet inquiries were generated in 2014. Now, say in 2018, 2017, the same 10 million homes were sold, but now you have 100 million internet inquiries generated. The amount of internet inquiries has dramatically increased, but the amount of homes sold has not. That only tells you that the ease of capturing these leads has increased dramatically. And the, the theme among agents over the last three or four years were, I don't have any problem getting leads. It's conversion. I'm like, the problem is not that you're not converting. It's that you're calling them leads. Of course, you're not going to convert an inquiry because someone clicks on, look at more home photos in this area. And people are like, oh, I love Hawaii. And they click on it. They sign up with these internet companies and they give up this information with absolutely no qualification. They are not a lead. They're a suspect. And then converting them from like nothing to nothing is nothing. So we have to just look at Zillow in 2018. They started hiring telemarketers. I don't know yeah. if you No, absolutely. And that's why they're doing it now because you're not alone. I mean, people are like, yeah, these leads suck. And every day they get suckier and suckier because it becomes more and more a social norm to give out your information, less and less a privacy issue, and easier and easier and easier to give it out. And uh, so. Which makes them less qualified. Right. So 
So Simple. yeah, so now they're now they're laying them up like Op City did for years, where it's like here it is, here's somebody they want to look at Umpty Ump Street at two o'clock tomorrow, and um, that to you is a lead. So the question then lies, which again we're here to help, yes. you know, everybody listening, uh, James. We uh, you know I, I love talking about this, but we don't want to bitch and complain the whole show. So let's let's talk about how you are effectively and successfully making, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollar commissions in a new area without buying leads. Inquiries. <laughs> Inquiries. It's gonna be very hard for the industry to change that. And I don't and I want to talk conspiracy theory. Without buying suspects. Inquiries. Right. And it's okay. I'm saying without without yeah, yeah. How 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 you're getting solid mm, deals, leads, whatever. What are you doing? Uh, you know, in 1993 to 2003, I found an old recording of my telemarketing where I was able to get what's called pickup ratios. So if you use a dialer, and this is across the United States, because I've got you know a few people who follow my my system, and the the consensus is that if you dial 100 individual phone numbers, six percent are going to pick up. So you dial 100 numbers, six people will pick up the phone, and. I recommend dialing 100, speaking to 100 contacts by definition, somebody who can say yes, but maybe they don't, which most of the time it's no, and you make a contact, and you add up 100 of those contacts to individuals, right? That was at 6% in 2018. I was listening to this old recording and playing it back, and it was about 70% pickup ratio back then. So you could get through a lot more people. You could actually finger dial rather than using these automated dialers to get people on the phone. So what am I doing now? I'm having to make more outbound efforts to get the same results that I used to get. So cold calling, picking up the phone and telephone prospecting. Yes, I call the expireds and I call the for sale by owners, but I make so many outbound calls to get 100 contacts at a 6% pickup is about 1,200 outbound dials to get to speak to 100 people. That's one part of my day. I also make a goal and a commitment to knock, physically knock on 100 doors a day meaning I go knock on 100 doors. The turnover rate on a door is about 23 to 25% of the doors will uh, open the door. So on a typical day, and I might not hit that. Maybe I'll hit 50 contacts and 50 doors. I take those individuals. If I knock on 100 doors, 23 open, I will generate one to five bona fide leads. And my leads that I get from speaking to an individual versus internet inquiries. Mine are free. I burn calories. I, I pick up the phone and yeah, some of the software and the, the databases cost more. But when you put them on a scale, how many of these inquiries do you need and how much does it cost to extract a, a bona fide lead versus me walking out, knocking on doors and getting a face-to-face -face conversation with someone who says, as a matter of fact, I am. Now it's never... Come, you know, I love it. Come on in. Let's sign a contract. The, it, the, one of the things that also developed since the evolution of this space along with the birth of Zillow was also the birth of the iPhone and the technology, which in turn increased what is called an incubation period and a 
a growth period in the womb for these individuals where before I was able to pick up telemarket and set appointments, four or five listing appointments, you know, a week, but were those appointments turning into listings? Maybe one. So I'd get, you know, four or five listings a month. But now the period in which people are more inclined to say yes has grown farther. So now we're talking to homeowners who might not be interested in selling right now, but maybe in a month, six months to a year and, and keeping those people and creating the contact and the relationship and follow up. I mean, it's all in the follow up. I'm not out there to set appointments. I don't pick up the phone and cold call and I don't door knock to set appointments. That would be ambitious. And it so would- what do you do? Like, like what's, what's your process? Like, uh, first of all, what's your script when you knock on the door? What's your process? What tools, all that stuff do you use for follow up? It's very simple. You know, the individual now has the attention span of a goldfish, according to Time Magazine. <laughs> You've got like a, about eight seconds to get it out of your mouth and get your answer. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. So when I go to the door, for example, I'll knock on the door and I say, hi, my name is James. I'm with Century 21. I was just wondering if you had any interest in selling your house. That's um, it. Not now. Oh, do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We, I mean, eventually, yes, we are going to move. All right. Do you have any idea what it's worth? Have you looked into the values? I think it's worth like 700 according to the tax assessment. All right. Well, would it be all right if maybe I could email you some information and on the values and maybe later down the road we can keep in touch? It's no problem for me. What's a good email for you? Uh, Pat at rebusuniversity.com. Okay, no problem. So where are you guys moving to? Well, if, when we do move, uh, we're going to move down to the shore because uh, we're going to be empty nesters. Nice, nice. Oh, what's your number, by the way? 714? Uh, 221-1212. So for the video crowd, you guys aren't looking at me, but I'm doing this in front of them taking the notes. So now I've got your email address. I don't need your address. I don't need your name. I've got your phone number. All right, great. Well, I'll send you out that information and uh, yeah, let's keep in touch. We'll talk later. Thanks for Just how often are you going to call me, you think? Or contact me or whatever? Depending on their temperature will depend on their frequency. 
You know, it's just like having a baby. You know, she gets pregnant, you check up every month or two. As it gets closer, you're at the doctor like, you know, once a week. Constantly, yeah. It depends. If you say six months, I will put you on a multiple avenue of approach. So I'll use snail mail. I integrate uh, my CRM. We'll send an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. The mail is back. You know, no one gets mail anymore. So mail mail is back. Mail is awesome. Eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper printed out that says, thank you very much for your time on the door on, on a drip campaign. Uh, I will plug them into a CMA function where I'll, you know, I'll, I'll create a CMA in the MLS and then every two or three weeks, well, first of all, I'll send them a CMA right away. I'll say, thanks for your time. Uh, what happens is something called the disappearing lead phenomenon. So you'll get a lead, you'll get their name, number, and email address, and you'll see that they log in your website and check, you know, anything, however method you use, but they won't answer their phone again. So I'll have to go in there and eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. I'll text, I'll bomb bomb. I will send an email uh, and I'll drop a voice message along with, you know, if I have to, like next week, I'm going to spend that week between Christmas and New Year just knocking on my leads doors because they just don't answer. It's the craziest thing. You'll have the hottest lead ever and they just don't pick up. So, so, okay. So you're kind of retargeting them. I mean, the same way they're doing Facebook ads and everything else now. So you're retargeting them. So you get somebody who is, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, number one, I love, I love how this is, you know, listing focused, by the way. So you get a listing in the future, $850,000 listing, and you retarget them. If you had some rapport or, or you, you know, or they did give you inclination, it'll be sometime soon, you know, and you can't get them on the phone. You, you show up again. So you're not just randomly going to houses. You're going to houses that gave you positive feedback in the past. I am a human postcard. I am a human Facebook ad. I am a human pixel. A, 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 I'm an old school uh, tracker <laughs> where I, yes, I get the lead. I generate, but look, go back. A uh, hundred contacts a day and, or a hundred doors a day. That's one to five. Let's say three leads a day. Three times five is 15, right? 45, 60 yeah. in a month. 60. When we're talking leads, I'm not extracting any information. Like, and this is the thing. It's almost not, not psychic ability, but is very intuitive and a distinct perception that anybody can learn. And once you learn, you'll know what just happened. For example, when you were doing that little quick role play, when I said I was just wondering if you had any interest in selling your house, there are two ways to say no, and they are night and day. There is one that goes no. So they're thinking, because we have the attention span of a goldfish, they are thinking no, and they say no, and I can read that. If you are thinking yes or maybe, and you say no, it's going to come out like is. Imp- <laughs> I do it every day. So I'm not, this is how, how's it come out? No, not do it again. No, no, nah, not right now. No, there's just like this other alternate. They're thinking yes. So different tone. Yeah. Can't say no and think yes. I will pick up on that. It's just not possible for you not. And, and it seems crazy, right? It's almost psychic. It's like, I read your mind. Well, it's almost like a nasal sound. Do it again. So, so, so let's say you're absolutely not going to move, right? All right. So uh, think, think, no way, Jose. Hi, my name is James. I'm with Century 21. I was just wondering if you were thinking of selling your house. No. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a nice day. 
and I walk away. Okay. I will pick up on it unless there's certain variations, which do I call. Again, do it again with, with and I'll, I'm going to try to act this out and you tell me if I got it right. All right. Uh, hi, my name is James. I'm with Century 21. I was just wondering if you were thinking of selling your house. Mm, nah. All right. Well, do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any idea what it's worth? And I'm going to get this out of you. So that's the thing. Right. So, so did I do that right? Was that more of a... Yep. Yeah. yep. And I'm telling you, all of your listeners, now that they know this, if they take this seriously, it will just blow open their potential when they understand that it's not possible to say no and think yes. But because what happens in the human mind is that they're thinking in their head, okay, at less than eight seconds, this guy knocks on my door. What are the odds of someone? So this is what happens. They'll say, hi, my name is James. I was just calling as you have any trends to sell in your house. They're thinking in their head, that's really weird. I don't understand. Yeah, I was actually thinking about it, but this is a complete stranger. I don't know this guy. No. <laughs> but they can't like say no because yeah, they, they, they don't want oh, I don't want this guy pounding me. If it didn't work, if it didn't work, it wouldn't work. I wouldn't be able to duplicate it. And that's why I do it live on, on YouTube. And people will like pick up on it and they'll see uh, every day I will go out and I will generate like I said, three to five bona fide people who will say no or no. And I will, it, it's so distinct. Now there's a variation on that that deflects and it's called a thumbtack. I don't know if you've ever heard that thing where if you go no, to- No, what's a thumbtack? Oh, I made it up. <laughs> but when you go to do a lie detector, okay. if you go to do a lie detector test, right? For, if for some reason you have to go- you know, Yeah, no, I've heard this, right? If you want to go do a lie detector test and you're trying to beat it, you put a thumbtack or something on your toe and you step on it when you're telling the lie and it throws off your heartbeat or whatever. Exactly. A thumbtack in the door knocking world or the telemarketing world is an object that distracts their attention from that eight second moment interaction between us. So a thumbtack could be a crying baby, a dog that they're trying to keep from the door because sometimes they'll open the door just enough. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. An Amazon package on the door right? That will be a thumbtack. So you've got to be a little more aware and a little, I'm, I have to be a human lie detector to pick up on this, but I'll pick up on it. It's, it's, it's a learned skill, but I've had people on the phone and I've, you know, joined people at the door where I'll hear it and they don't. And, but then they'll walk away and be like, I think that was a lead. And I'll be like, so you're getting it when you sense that maybe it was, it probably was. And the secret behind this is when you're approaching someone and they say, no, not right now, you're going from this offensive, like out of the blue at, you know, attack. And you have to almost Columbo-esque retract, like as if I'm done putting on my salesman hat. I promise I'm not going to ask any more drilling questions. Because remember, these people at the door are used to people so kind of like pulling back, right? You've had people show up at your door. It is impossible yeah. to shut them up. They're really good at like keeping you there. Right. Yeah. I'm not. My script is literally within 10 seconds. I'm out of here. And even if you're a lead, I'm out of here because all I want, I'm not going to set an appointment. There's three steps to getting a lead. Step one is, do I have a lead? Yes or no. Step two, when can I convert this lead? Probably not right now. Real needle in a haystack, a long shot that they're right. right. And step three, if it's not right now, step two, by what method can I communicate with them until that time comes? 
And every time, so I go in there, I say, hi, my name is Agent with Company. I was just wondering if you had any interest in selling your house. Yes or no. Do I have a lead? If I do have a lead, step one. Step two, I've got to go into them without having this approach of like, now their defenses are up. They've already said, no, nah, but I've picked up on it. So I'm not going to go in there and be like, I, I, you have to be very slick at doing this. But I do it every day. It happens every day. I'm telling you, man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just humans, right? We're, in, we're interacting with them. So I say, I, I pull back like Columbo. Remember Columbo? Yeah, where, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, most people listening have no clue who Columbo is. So Columbo is a detective that he was real slick, right? He would know he's interviewing the guy who committed the crime. And he would know, but he would ask every question except for the question that would incriminate the guy. And then at the very end, he'd ask just stupid random questions. And then at the very end of the scene of Columbo, it's a crime story, right? He'd be like, oh, by the way, and he would ask that question that would incriminate them where they, they would immediately like run or like try to, you know, get away because it was the one question. So what I'm doing is almost this Columbo-esque, allowing the homeowner to put their guard down because they put their guard up. They said no, but they said no in the subtle variation of no that means maybe to me and I know what it means. So what I'll do is with my body language, I twist away. And I did this while we were talking. If you play back, I kind of tore... Uh, uh, twist my body away to suggest and it's all NLP right but it's just natural you I walk away like oh you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider like even my eyebrows are kind of like inquisitive by me saying those exact words do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider I'm removing myself from the moment of a salesperson closing right now and putting them in a frame of mind of I don't want to deal with this right now because this is really weird or random or just this moment, you know, salesperson, whatever. I'm removing them from that moment and saying, you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? And they will put their guard down every time, every time. They will be like, well, and you did the same thing. You did, if you play it back, you're going to do that same way. You're like, well, you know, it may be later. So I'm disassociating it from the moment. I'm getting one more step to qualify. Step two is when? maybe later okay great if if not by now my next step is to the only thing i can do is provide value as a real estate agent and the only value we carry is comps like there's nothing else you know people go to the door and say hi it's age old you know uh, certified market analysis but it's powerful these scripts that people use where they're like, hi, my name is Agent. I just sold a house on XYZ Street and it's for 300000 and there was a lovely Filipino couple that moved in. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what the hell do I care? They have this on their phone. <laughs> We're not bringing them any yeah. mess mountains. Shut the hell up. You got eight seconds to get off my lawn. And that's how it works. <laughs> very simple. So you get that eight seconds. You get that lead. You say, you think maybe later down the road, you kind of like, you see, I'm doing this accidentally on purpose. So I think maybe later, very subtle, very childish, very inquisitive, very juvenile. You think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider and then they'll open up and say, well, maybe my wife, my kids, whatever. Okay. The next thing I'm doing, I'm setting all of this up. This is very deliberate for a setup, a sequence of events that happens every single time if it's a lead. If it's not a lead and I go in for that second question, they're going to be like, no. All right. But see, I did it. I can't, I couldn't do it. I was thinking, yes, they're trying to get rid of me. They were thinking, no. And I did that. No, instead of no. Very yeah. 
Oh, this, I love that, dude. Start picking up. And so I'll say, well, do you think maybe later? And I'll hit him again. All right, you think maybe later down the road? Like, no, no. All right, well, do you have any idea what it's worth? I'm doing this with my eyes and my body, if you're just listening on audio. I twisted my body, and I'm uh, NLP style or subliminally tell him, I'm leaving now. I'm out of here. I'm off your doorstep. Oh, by the way, Colombo style, do you have any idea what it's worth? And they're like, well, it's, and I'm looking around, you know, at their roof, like, yeah, I'm sizing it up. Eh, that's what I do. And they're saying, well, you know, whatever tells me it's 800. All right. Well, would it be okay if I sent you out some information on the comps, let you know what's going on? Maybe later we can talk. Would that be okay? No hesitation. Be like, what's a good email? And I'm looking down at my phone to type it. I don't look up. They will give it to me. And then what I'll do is because they gave me something, then I'll say, okay, where do you plan? When do you plan on moving? I'm removing myself from the moment where I just had them give me that vital critical piece of information, the holy grail of what I'm doing. And that is the step three, by what method can I communicate? I've got what I want. If I can push my luck one more time based on the interaction, if there's a baby crying, I got as far as I could. The step three would be, all right, you think maybe how much do you think it's worth? I get to comps. Oh, by the way, what's your number? Like almost as, oh my God, I almost forgot. What's your number? 714. I start the first three digits of their phone number because it is impossible for me to, it's like a high five, leave them hanging. They will fill in that blank. If the 714 prefix area code, 714, and like, uh, and very, like one out of 20 would be That's like, interesting too. Huh? It's all very, very. So you're just, yeah, so you're just like leading it. And I like kind of how you said, hey, hey, what's your number? You know what I mean? Like a, like a buddy, right? Like a friend. And Sometimes just in case the email bounces. Now I'll say just in case. That's an old Floyd Wickman, by the way. Like, just yeah, in case. yeah, yeah, just in case. What's your number? Just in case. 714. And I'll sit there and wait. I won't look up and make eye contact. You can't leave me. Don't leave me hanging, man. Uh, 767552. Okay. And cool. so you, you got a, just a regular piece of paper and pencil? or? You, uh, well, I'm using an app. I mean, there's plenty of apps out there that will. Um, what do you use? Uh, I use Spotio, which is like a GPS tracking app that drops pins on the roof. There's a couple really slick ones, but so Spotio. Spotio, so it drops a pin on the roof and it just shows you, and then you, you write in the person's name with a little pencil or whatever on your... Well, I'm typing it on my, on my screen. So what Spotio does is it's a GPS tracking, and so it shows you like, you know, like a map on a little blue dot, and you tap on the roof, and it'll pull up the address, and it's pretty darn accurate. It'll pull up the address. Now, you could auto-populate a bunch of the fields like when they move, their name, number. I don't want any of that. I don't need any of that information. I don't care about that information. All I want, I mean, I'll import maybe expireds sometimes, but really all I want to do is just know whether or not they are interested. Are they, do I have a lead? When can I close on them? And if it's not today, by what method can I communicate until that time comes to be? And it's all about the follow-up. I'm not, if you go out expecting to set an appointment, so I'll do my, I do my live prospecting and my live door knocking on YouTube every day. Like you can go on YouTube and I'm there and you're looking up my nose and I'm, you know, doing it to prove I've been documenting this whole thing live since, you know, forever. But when I'm, when I'm, you know, writing all of this information down, I'm collecting that not in an expectation of setting an appointment. And that's the problem with telemarketers and real estate agents in particular is that they think by picking up the phone, they're going to set an appointment which is going to be a recipe for failure and frustration. But if I tell you it's not going to happen, you're going to talk to 100 people a day by whatever method, speak to 100 contacts a day, one to five of them will say maybe, but it might not be right now. And if it is right now, because people will come in all the time into my room, how many appointments you sent? I'm like, none. Is that okay with you? <laughs> 
I, I don't, I, you know, that's not how it works. I'm strictly lead generating. And if you give me 1,000 internet inquiries or give me 100 James Festini self-generated doorknock cold calling leads, I'll take that all day long because mm. this is nothing. This is the white pages. This right. is one step above well, the white pages. you know, it's number one, it's a listing lead. Number one, it's a price range of your choice. You're choosing where you're door knocking, right? And that's going to be a higher price range. So it's going to be a, a fatter commission. And, and, and number three, you're in control of it, right? I mean, there, that you know that there's most likely not 20 agents going after that lead. You, you may be the only person in town with the information that they are going to move within the next 12 months. And, and, uh, or any only agent, you know what I mean? So, so there's a lot of benefits to it that I see a lot. The funny thing happens when you door knock that much, you know, many times, so many times I know because of the amount of doors I knock when things are coming, like I'll know, I'll be like, God, no, that was that old lady. I could have told, I see that. And I miss listings all the time. I mean, the, the problem is, is that I get leads and then from there, conversion is still the uphill battle. I mean, just because you get a lead. Yeah, of course. It's all about follow-up. It's all about the follow-up. And that's, yeah. that's where the magic is. Get enough leads. Get as many leads as you can possibly get. And then hope that you can convert some of those. But the, it's, it's, all, you know, it's all about generating those leads. And so the, the roundabout to your answer is, why don't I pay for leads? Because mm. You couldn't come to me and say, James, here's $10,000, spend it on whatever method you want to generate leads. I, honest to God, could not think of one way where I could do I have the resources. I know how to do Facebook ads. I, I've, I still pay Zillow like 250 bucks a month for a grandfathered in uh, platform, which you can't buy now. It's, it's, it's uh, like a premier agent something. You can't. It, it, so I keep that so I don't lose that benefit. Um, but would I dump that 10 grand into Zillow and expect something to spit back out? No. Can I go into Facebook and spend 10 grand and spit out a, a listing? No. In 2007 to 2013, yes. In 2013 to 2015, you could put up a little picture that says, how much is my home worth and click mm -hmm. on it. And clever yeah. page on the other side. And yeah. you saw all of these companies develop and it's funny you see certain companies where they like go with the latest trend right and so the latest trend in 2015 was for these real estate lead providers or you know they would create a landing page with facebook ads and a squeeze page with a crm and some sort of automated drip robot campaign and there's about six or seven that released and it was just you know it it, it catered to Again, another thing that happened in 07 was this mentality of the team. And I'm finding a lot of these team players now, they're calling me and saying, James, I need to get back to basics because I used to have a $10,000, $20,000 advertising budget and I had a team of 20 people, but now I can't get them to convert. Dude, they're all getting, I'm seeing it. It's rent. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot. I mean, you know, I got, I talked to agents all week long and they're all starting to wonder you know, and all, not even wonder, they're all starting to merging back to basic. So this is an incredible timing for this interview. I think it'll be extremely helpful. So anyways, this has been a blast, James. Listen, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. And uh, what I do with that free gift is I put it in your show notes. So I'm going to put it at hybendigital.com backslash James Festini and the numeric four. 
James Festini, the number four, and it's F-E-S-T-I-N-I, F-E-S-T-I-N-I. James Festini, number four, uh, hybendigital.com, backslash James Festini, four. Anyways, what is your free gift that you have brought the rock star nation today, James? Uh, my free gift is the script, the million dollar. $3 million dollar script. Script. Festini, Festini script. So, guys, I'm going to put a copy of that sucker up. You should print it out. Keep print out five copies. Have it everywhere. Do it. Do what James does. Just try it. 2019. Even if you and 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 try it in the higher end neighborhoods. Increase your average commission. Do exactly what he did. I'm going to also put all. I'm going to put his YouTube page. I'm going to put all his social media links. If you guys want to reach out to him, say hello. Say thank you. I'm going to put it all there on hybendigital.com. And I'm also going to take his script and I'm going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox. So that, along with 100 other items that people have brought, will be at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Or you could just text the word toolbox to 444-999. James, uh, my friend, this has been a blast, dude. We've got to do this more often. If ever I can do anything for you or I'm in your neck of the woods, I will look you up. We'll get together and break some bread. Absolutely, man. Just, uh, just keep moving, guys. Just keep moving. Well, it's a great industry to be in. You know, just don't be afraid of doing, doing the hard work. You know, the, the cow can no longer produce the milk that it used to. So don't be afraid to go out and bail hay and round up, rustle up. Get, get hard again, man. People are soft. You know, we got soft. <laughs> and it's like, Suck it up. Right? You feed the cow, the milk comes out. Now it's like the milk's a little dry. What are you going to do? Everyone's panicking. It's like, no, man, just... And the thing is, is the reluctance and the fear of telephone prospecting is I would be afraid too if I was using all of these other scripts that were out there for cold calling and doorknob. I'd be scared because there's no simplicity. There's no in and out. You're having to like, you're having to extract teeth from people instead of a quick, simple conversation and get out. People don't want to talk to you. Yes, we are interrupting them. Yes. Why not make it faster and less painless for people to deal with our, you know, annoyance by being courteous in and out. And it's, it's super, super possible. Just don't be afraid if, if you're just having a quick conversation. It just, it shouldn't be a, you can do it. I promise. It's not that. <laughs> he promises, guys. He promises. Well, James, thanks. This has been a blast. First, Pat, anytime, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. 
Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.